This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And while you're on our website, please click on the radio page to check out all of our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also on our website, please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or to set up a virtual virtual meeting or a face-to-face meeting in our office. Now, listeners, you know, over the last couple of years, downsizing among companies has fallen heavily on employees who are 50 and older. And these are experienced employees who are often in their peak earning years and are often costlier than younger colleagues in terms of their benefits. Even with widely reported labor shortages across a number of industries, the impact of layoffs last year in 2021 on older workers has been great. And in some cases, employers will offer older workers incentives to leave the company. In other cases, older workers might simply be part of a general downsizing plan. And as you can imagine, there are just a number of financial planning issues for clients who are faced with a job loss or change in their 50s between the ages of 50 and 65. So on today's show, we're going to talk with my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, about some of these planning issues and uh, things that we should definitely consider addressing. Well, yeah. How are you, Tony? I'm doing great. Yeah, this sounds like a great topic that you've got for us today, Nick. And I'm excited about it. I'm doing great. I've had a great week. I've been keeping busy. Uh, although, uh, we're, I'm recording this remotely with you. Uh, our listeners may not know it. I'm not there with you today in Oregon. I'm in Minnesota. And the last time I checked the weather app on my phone, it was negative 13 degrees. Oh my gosh. <laughs> actual temp. That's not feels like, or wind chill. That's actual temp. So negative 13. Yeah, so I'm wow. not going outdoors today. I will not be stepping outside or even opening the door. Uh, to be honest, I'll hunker down here in the home studio, but I'm excited about this topic. How about you though, Nick? You've been busy, haven't you? I have. I've had a very busy start to the year. Uh, Weather is actually turning here in Southern Oregon and becoming a little warmer. We're uh, approaching uh, high 50s, low 60s actually. So I'm sorry that it's so cold where you are. uh... (laughs) You're probably wearing the short pants today. I love it. It's, uh, It's like summer over there. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But no, this has been a really good start to the year. And, you know, Tony, when when um, when prospects call in and new clients call in, a lot of times they're kind of in this age, right, that we're going to discuss today between the ages of 50 and 65. And with everything that's happened in the last couple of years uh, with the pandemic, um, many, many people are starting to question and ask themselves, you know, what's next? Do I have an opportunity to retire earlier? Um, and, uh, so we're going to just talk about that a lot today. I think it's a very important thing to consider. Well, it is. And I think it's really important that people, uh, think about this 
And also, you don't have to go it alone. This is just yet another reason to work with a financial services professional like yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. And we're going to cover quite a few bullet points today that um, are pertinent to this specific situation. I'd like to start with, uh, you know, reviewing your financial plan. Sure. Well, you um, have to have a plan more, for, more in often, the first right? place, right? And that that is exactly yeah. correct. And many people come in and they don't. And that's a very good point because, you know, more and more often clients and prospects um, in this age group, right, are seeking our services um, because they've never really had to think about early retirement before, mm. but now it is on the forefront, you know? And so this is just a very critical time for clients to fully understand um, all the financial resources that they have available to work with. And a financial planning review with somebody like myself or, or another certified financial planner can help you clarify, you know, the financial picture um, that, you, that you're going to have in front of you and also um, help you, you know, w- with some advice during a very, very stressful period right now in their lives before they stop working completely. Well, yeah, Nick, and here's the deal. I, I'm in my 50s, so uh, I'm admitting to that on the show to all our listeners. But um, yeah, that is a concern because, you know, if you uh, lose your job in your 50s, that's a serious matter. And um, a lot of people, that's a big concern or a fear they have, right? Definitely, definitely. And, you know, there there's just a number of factors that um, that we need to help and and determine, um, you know, what the next steps are going to be. And a financial review can help in that decision process. I mean, our, our review may determine that the client can retire just fine um, if they want to, or we might need to talk about some part-time work going forward. And the idea here is that knowing where you stand financially not only helps in making a decision about what to do during this part of your life, uh, but also can provide you some very, very good peace of mind. And so, um, you know, there's to- there's tons of topics that we're going to discuss and that we do discuss during this specific timing, social security, formulating a, a retirement distribution strategy, Um, also is very, very important. But Tony, the main point here is that understanding what financial resources clients really have to work with, right? And um, how they can use those um, to make some key life and financial decisions at this really critical juncture in their life. Yeah. And I think that's very important. Obviously, uh, you need to know what you can do. Uh, Your 50s is an important time for retirement planning overall. You need to make sure you have a detailed plan, first of all. Uh, you know, people think, and I used to think this, oh, I've got a 401k and an IRA. I'm set. That's a, that's not a plan though. If you have some investments, that's <laughs> not a retirement income plan. And that's not an overall plan that deals with inflation, healthcare costs, social security, Medicare, uh, and the list goes yep. on and on. Right. Exactly. And you know, during this time, something that probably, uh, people in this situation have not thought about before are, are what's coming from their employer. So, sure. you know, the first thing is really to in- review the terms of the separation that you're that you're being offered. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, because in some cases, employers may offer employees a buyout or some ki- type of sweetened benefits if they separate voluntarily. Um, these incentives may include continued access to medical coverage, sweetened pension benefits, enhanced severance benefits, uh, or other incentives as well. Yeah. And that's, that's something that a lot of people aren't thinking about, but if you separate from your employer, uh, you know, what are you going to get? What are you able to take with you? And I think that's a huge fear 
uh, is losing benefits if you lose your job for some reason. And what benefits can you keep? Uh, where are you going to get benefits if you're not working? Are you going to be able to continue working or find another job? Are you going to be able to retire early? All these questions, though, uh, that's why you shouldn't go it alone. You should be working with a financial services professional, right? Well, it, exactly. And you should obviously analyze these benefits to see if, you know, m- making yourself actually leave that position is attractive. Yeah. And he- and here's another consideration, Tony. Um, if, if you're offered a, a voluntary separation package, you're most likely now on the company's list for future downsizing. Right. And so the point here is that if you don't take the offer this time, the next time separation may not be voluntary. And so it's just very, very important to remember and review all of those financial terms of the separation with somebody, including severance and health insurance benefits and where that's really going to lead you between these ages of, say, 52, 53 and 62. Yeah. Yeah. And that's those ages are critical uh, when it comes to uh, income. And so that, that's a huge concern. The fifties are a time, yeah, that age between 50 and 62, uh, that's a huge concern because, you know, the soonest you could possibly get social security is 62. And even if you hit 62 at that point, as you've told us before, Nick, it's going to be greatly reduced. So you really need a plan in place. So what's the next on your list on, on, you know, what, what we need to be looking at and uh, what we might do to help? Yep. So the next part is really taking a look at your retirement plans and, you know, assuming that you have some kind of defined contribution retirement plan like a 401k or 403b, you're going to want to look at the plan assets and just determine what your best option for this money is. And we've talked about this before, but I'm going to go into a couple of specific details sure. in a minute, you know, and, and, and this might include things, Tony, like rolling the money over into an IRA or leaving the money in in your formal former uh, employer's plan if you're allowed to do that. You could also roll the money over into a new employer's plan if you decide to get another job and not retire fully. And then taking a full or partial distribution, which is the key thing that we're going to discuss a little bit more here. And you've probably heard of a couple of these before, but there's a couple of key options that people have in their 50s, and it's called the rule of 55 and also 72T options. Um, and both of these are, are offered so that you can avoid some penalties of taking money out of your retirement accounts uh, too early, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So uh, what were those? Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more. So the rule of 55, and what was the other one? The T? The other one was 72T options. And so let's talk a little bit more sure. about those. So the rule of 55 is really at the age of 55, you have some access to your 401k plan. Um, there's a couple of key bullets here, though. You you must leave your job either the year that you turn 55 or later to be eligible for this. Okay, and you can only withdraw money from your current 401k. You cannot use older 401ks or IRAs to be able to use this specific rule. Now you can also still withdraw early, even if you get another job. Okay, so this is meant to be kind of a supplement. Uh, to your income to bridge that gap between the ages of, say, 55 and 62 before you hit Social Security age. Um, the important thing to note here is you you can make changes to the annual distributions for this, but you have to make sure that it's from your current 401k plan, meaning you would need to leave the money at your current employer when you separate from service. Sure. Okay? And is that 55 rule, the rule of 55, is that only if you leave your job? 
right? Is that what you were saying? Yes. Yes. You can, so you can't stay there and then also also start drawing off of it, right? right? So it's it so has to draw to, off of it. You have to, to be job. either fifty nine and a half or fifty five or older and leave the job. That's right. Okay. And and the rule of fifty five and then the rule of seventy two, which we'll talk about here in just a sure. second, does really one main thing. Okay, it gives you access to your retirement monies that you've saved without paying that additional 10% penalty uh, to the federal government because you're not 59 and a half yet. Yeah. Right. And so um, and so the rule of 72 is a little different. There's some key differences there of the rule of 55 to take advantage of the rule of 72. The owner of the retirement account must take at least five. Okay, five substantially equal periodic payments. And the amount of the payments depends on the owner's life expectancy as that's calculated through the IRS approved methods, sure. which we'll talk about. And so you must also withdraw these funds according to a very specific schedule. And the IRS offers three different methods for calculating your specific withdrawal schedule. And these are called, I'm sorry, go uh, ahead, Tony. Oh, maybe you're going to say it. Are we talking about required minimum distributions here? No, no, no. So that's that's at the age of 72, which um, a lot of people confuse these two rules okay, together. Good. So I'm glad we clarified th this is that. Where, yep. So this is where you're under the age of 59 and a half and you want to be able to take, you know, at least five substantial equal periodic payments sure. out. And the way that that works is you either do it from an amortization schedule and annuitization schedule or life expectancy. Now, one of the main keys here, Tony, is that in order to have access to the 72T, you have to roll the money over into an IRA. You cannot leave oh, it in the 401k. Okay, sure. Sure. Okay. So this isn't for then, when you turn 72. This is for this is for uh this is another way that if you're under 59 and a half, you can make this work. Okay. Exactly. So this is another way to give you access to the money before you're 59 and a half without incurring that additional without penalty. Without that penalty. Okay. Yep. And yep. exactly, exactly. And so you must adhere though to a, to a payment schedule for five years or until you reach the age of 59 and a half. And you really want to work with an expert when you start talking about using one of these two rules, because if you mess it up, you're going to get taxed and taxed heavily from, you know, from not doing this correctly. And, and so um, but, you know, an interesting point that you brought up, Tony, is there may be some benefits to leaving the money in your former employer's plan rather than rolling it over, at least for a few years. And so on the flip side, you asked about the age of 72, right? So here's an example. If you're looking to find another job um, and, you're, and you're waiting uh, on rolling this money into your new employer's plan, for instance, it might be a good idea Okay, if you'll likely continue working after the age of 72, because this money then may be eligible for deferral from your required minimum ah. distributions, meaning you don't have to take the money out at age 72 if you're still working and, and put it in the right sure. type of retirement. But that's account, only okay? if you're still working at 72. You are exactly yeah. correct. Yeah, you're exactly gotcha. correct. Now, if you are covered by a defined benefit pension plan, then reviewing your options surrounding taking an annuity or a lump sum distribution, if it's allowed, is also important. And, you know, depending upon your age and other financial resources, it might make sense to take those annuity payments now uh, if the money is needed. Right. Um, and if a lump sum option is available, this can also be a good option. And, and the payment can be rolled over into an IRA in, in most cases rather than starting that annuity payment. So many options here with your retirement plan. 
the, the thing to encourage people about here, Tony, is don't make a decision without talking to somebody, because if you make a decision, you're going to limit the ability to use some of those key IRS rules that can be hugely beneficial to people in this specific situation. Uh, you've hit some great bullet points, but let's take a minute before we move on here, Nick, to let our listeners know how they can set up that no charge, no obligation consultation with you if they want to come in and talk about this to see where they're at or what they can do with their finances regarding getting a retirement plan set up. If they don't have a plan in the first place, no matter what age they are, you should have a plan. So a financial plan for your life. And if you're getting older, a financial retirement plan. So how do they do that? Yep, definitely. This is a, a huge thing. And like I said, many, many people are are calling us about it. So please give us a call. You can reach us at 541-773-9567 here locally, or visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And you can request that meeting right there online. All right. Well, you know what, uh, Nick, it's been a great show so far. Let's keep it rolling though, if we can. And uh, let me know what the next bullet point is. What do you want to talk about next? Sure. So another main topic that comes up during this timing is uh, a, a term called net unrealized appreciation. And I'm not sure if you've heard about that before or not. I've Tony. seen pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, this is where inside your 401k plan, you uh, might hold company stock, the company of that. Oh, you work sure. For. Sure. Yeah. Okay. If you work for a big company so, like Apple or 3M or what have you. Costco yep. or, you know, anybody that is that is a public company, Home Depot, sure. right? Um, all of these are available. And so th there is a technique that's called net unrealized appreciation that allows for the shares of the company stock to be distributed to a taxable account while the rest of the assets in your 401k account are then rolled over into an IRA. Mm. Okay. And, and very, very unique only to company stock. And so taxes are due on the shares but there's no penalty for those that are under 59 and a half to use this net unrealized appreciation. Ah, and so okay. the key benefit here, okay, the key benefit here, Tony, is that these shares are taxed on your basis in the shares, what you bought them for, not the current market value. And so this can be huge for shares that are highly appreciated, right? Somebody that has worked at a company for 20 or 30 years and bought those shares of the company that they work for for pennies on the dollar of what they're worth today, you only would pay the taxes on the small amount, oh, wow. not on the whole appreciated wow. plus, amount. Plus okay. you, can, you can take that money um, before you're 59 and a half. If they're exactly. company shares. Exactly. So if I work for Costco, let's say, and I've worked there a number of years and I have a 401k with them and I'm in my 50s, um, I can roll over my 401k into an IRA, but instead of le the company, if I have company stock that is Costco stock, I can actually <clears> take that, move it into a regular account that I can access a liquid account as long as I pay taxes on the original amount. Right. So think about that. If, if the cost of the shares was somewhere around, let's just give an example of $10 sure. a share. And today they're worth a hundred dollars a share. You're only paying taxes on the $10 a share when you move it into that type wow. of So you're account. avoiding okay. like gains, taxing on the gains. The, That's really good. Very good question. So, so that is the next point that we need to definitely clarify okay. here. So if the shares are held for a year 
or longer yep. after you move them out and then they're sold, the gains going forward are going to be taxed at, you know, the preferable long-term capital gains rates rather than ordinary income ah, tax rates. Okay. Uh, it, it, right. If they were just left inside the IRA. So the point is, if you leave the shares in the IRA and then slowly distribute those out, it's ordinary income. And for most people, that's, you know, federally somewhere in the 12, 22, 28% tax bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But for long term capital gains, those tax brackets are much more beneficial. They might be oh, zero yeah. up to, say, 80 or 85,000. Yep. They might be a lot less than that, too. Um, you know, they could be zero uh, until you're at that point, or they could be uh, only as small as maybe 15 or 20 percent rather than the ordinary income tax rates that we're talking about. Sure. So oh, that's a really good point. I'm glad you clarified. Uh, and again, we're getting deep in the weeds. And uh, everything you're talking about here today makes me uh, think, thank God that you're here to help us with this. So, uh, <laughs> Well, and, and the point, Tony, is really that, you know, you have to get creative and understand what financial options you have if you're placed in a situation where you lose your job and you're not at the age where you can actually you know, retire. At yeah. You're point, not at, right? you're not older than 59 and a half. If you're not 60 or right. over, uh, you know, and really if you're not sick, you know, if you're 60 and over, you can access those funds without penalty, but there's still tax issues that you need to work out. And you're probably still not ready for social security or able to take that. So that's, that's very important. And this is, uh, it's good to know though, that there are options for those of us in our fifties. If for some reason, uh, we would lose our jobs or stop working. Exactly, exactly. And you know, the the next point I wanted to make, not to confuse net unrealized appreciation with this next point, but the, the many, many people that come in also have received over the years some type of stock-based compensation. Sure, there are right? a lot so, of people out there that get uh, stock-based compensation if they work for a big public company. That's right, and so... If you've been granted stock options or other compensation that's tied to your employer's stock, it's important to develop a plan for these shares also. Yeah. Okay? And stock compensation might be in the form of stock options or restricted stock units or other forms. Um, and, and, and each of those needs to be looked at and considered in a little bit different way. So, uh, you know, so basically what I'm thinking is uh, Jones and Associates needs to go public is what you're saying. <laughs> we are not a publicly no. traded company folks I'm just uh, but, but, you yeah. know and but but, but that yeah. is hilarious tony yes you know and um so to, to maybe further further the conversation on stock-based compensation you know in the case of options for instance um, you might have incentive stock options or non-qualified options and in both cases there are rules regarding when the options can be exercised and a host of other considerations, right? And so those restricted stock options, for instance, or other forms of stock-based compensation have very specific tax rules. And so we won't get into the weeds of that today, but it's, again, another part of the plan that should be considered when you're in a situation where you're forced uh, or given the option to and, and want to take that uh, before your 59 and a half early retirement. Yeah. Levels. And I've known a few people that that's happened to. Uh, I know a gentleman that worked for a big company in the area. I live uh, a big, uh, a really big company. And uh, he was given an option 
uh, they wanted to buy him out, and he was in his 50s. He wasn't 59 and a half yet. Um, he was probably right. 55 at the time. And so they made him an offer, and, you know, he... You know, he toyed around with it by himself, but I don't think he realized um, he got himself in a bind because he thought, oh, this looks good. They're going to give me this much money. Uh, and, you know, he didn't have a full financial plan in place and wasn't working with a financial services professional, a fiduciary like yourself. And so you can get yourself into trouble. If that happens to you, you really need to, I encourage our listeners, even before that happens, get a plan in place. Well, exactly. And, you know, we've talked on our show before, Tony, uh, many times about kind of the, the, the key different buckets of money that you could go to when you need more income and you're not working. Sure. And, and the point of today's show is before the age of 59 and a half, before the age of 62, when you're eligible for Social Security, you do have yeah, options. You do. And, uh, and it's just important to discuss what yep. those are. Uh, with somebody that understands the different nuances and then come up with that plan like you're talking sure. about, yep. right? Exactly. So uh, we just have a couple minutes left. Is there anything else on this topic you want to talk about before we go? So the last thing which we've spent a full shows on is health insurance. This is the biggest sure. thing because uh, honestly, if you stop working and you don't have options to to be insured at your current employer, mm-hmm. you could spend thousands of dollars a year on health insurance. And so um, we definitely want to make sure that we address that main concern. Yeah. If you're if you're married, for instance, then you might have the ability to use your spouse's uh, health insurance at their work if you lose your job. You, you could also think about uh, COBRA coverage from your old employer plan. And, and although that is probably a pretty costly option, uh, it does give you the ability for up to 36 months to have some nice health care sure. coverage. You know, and then and then if none of those work, then we go the route of thinking about the marketplace and and talking with people. We have agents in our office that specialize in health insurance, and this is a huge, huge piece of the puzzle. If 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 you don't have health insurance, you're putting all of your retirement and earnings at risk if something happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then secondly, if you don't have a plan about health insurance, you're going to throw away thousands of dollars a yeah. month. Uh, just trying to have yeah. coverage, right? So that's a huge one that's we need to talk about. That's a huge part of financial planning and retirement planning. Well, we're out of time, Nick. It flew by. Um, give that phone number and web address one more time. Yep. So people, you can always reach out to us at 541-773-9567 or simply go to jonesfinancialtalk.com to request information and uh, to set up that uh, that consultation to meet with us in person. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are 
believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.